thank you everyone for joining us again on the live in west texas podcast and today we have a special guest joining us back as we start up our election coverage for the may elections randall county's own canyon city commissioner cody jones is joining us today and awesome, uh man yeah special guest i like it Oh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on with us, and I'm really excited to have Commissioner Jones on. And before we get going, I have to say this. I have to brag on Commissioner Jones in two uh, respects. First off, I have to say you're probably the most um, recognizable county commissioner, or sorry, city commissioner in uh, Canyon, just from the fact that you probably have the greatest social media presence out of anyone else. Um, and that's, Okay, wow. Yeah, that, that's important when you have an elected official, right? Um, the other sure. thing I want to say is the first time I met Commissioner Jones in person, he and I had a heated discussion about an ordinance the Canyon uh, was proposing. But still, even through that, um, he has been gracious enough to continue talking to people about the issues and to talk to us today. And that's a lot better uh, than what you could say about most politicians most people who run for office or hold office. So I have to brag on you in that respect. I really appreciate you coming on here and having this conversation with us today. Um, for sure, man. I, and I, man, if we want to breach that subject right there, um, that we had that heated discussion about, I'm not sure that it was super heated, but, um, I, I, I think that's an important part of, uh, just kind of my approach, um, just to service at all. Um, just, you know, I, that, those, I had a lot of questions about uh, that ordinance, and so I reached out to who I thought was a, would be an expert in, in my file of, you know, being trying to be resourceful and, and Kip Billups, and, and uh, he brought you guys along and, and uh, kind of opened my eyes and changed a little perspective, which is exactly what I was hoping to get. And, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a great conversation. Sure. I, I don't know that heated is the right word. It's probably more of a spirited debate about it. And, um, there you go. There and you I go. think that's, that's probably really beneficial because it seems like, especially today, there are a lot of people who hold office or run for office who they really don't want to have tough conversations. Um, and the fact that you sought out the, the tough conversations, um, and you happily spoke to myself and Kit Billups and, uh, Michael Green, the local attorney for Amarillo and some other people about it, uh, that really speaks a lot about you, I think. And so, um, I really appreciate you being that open to talk to constituents uh, and people who are just interested in the issues. Um, Well, so let's talk about this election. Uh, In May 1st, 2021, there will be an election, possibly, depending on who files, uh, for Canyon Mayor and City Commission. You have already filed a run for re-election, and forgive me if I'm wrong, you are the place two commissioner, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, so you filed a run for re-election for place two. For those who don't know about you, you were first elected in 2017, you were re-elected without opposition in 2019, and now you're going for your third term. So, uh, sure. before, before we get going, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, why you're running for a third term on the Canyon City Commission. Oh, great. Yeah, I'd I, uh, I love to tell you about myself. Um, like, like you said earlier, my name is Cody Jones and uh, married. I've uh, been married for about 23 years uh, to Amy Jones, who works at uh, Randall County. Randall County Criminal District Attorney's Office. And um, so we have a couple of children. Uh, my son, uh, Seth Jones, is studying uh, psychology at Angelo State University. Just got married back in, uh, in November. And I'm uh, really excited about that. And then I have a daughter who is married to Trey Calvin. And they live in, in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, where they both studied at uh, Asbury Theological Seminary and 
Trey has graduated and is now uh, a part of a group that uh, brews kombucha in a kind of a local area there. It's kind of a local fresh fruit uh, kombucha type setup. And then my daughter just gave birth to, well, didn't just about a year ago, uh, gave birth to my first grandson, Little Rook, which is a, uh, that's, that's his first name. And that's a namesake uh, on my side of the family. And uh, so she works at a little place called All God's Children and uh, where she takes care of uh, uh, young young uh, girls who have given birth or are about to give birth who have been removed uh, from their parental custody and are in state custody in Kentucky. So both kind of in, in a ministry role over there. So really cool. Yeah. And I, uh, uh, a little bit more about myself. I work at Randall County uh, Sheriff's Office where I'm a sergeant over um, emergency management coordinator and research and planning. And I'd, I'd love to go into more of that if you're interested or we can just roll on. Sure. No, absolutely. Uh, I think that's great to talk about. And I actually have a conversation, uh, a question that I want to roll in on the backside of that. So feel free to talk about that as much as you want. Okay, cool. Yeah. So emergency management coordinator, it's a, it's a role that I serve. Uh, you know, typically you, you hear about us most when you have uh, large wildfires or, or a tornado where we're trying to manage, you know, multi-jurisdictional, uh, a multidisciplinary approach. And we try to, to put together a plan and, and manage them, manage that incident or that, that, uh, that scene for, you know, an extended amount of time. So that's kind of what I, one, one of my roles. And then the other, other part of my role is, is a new role under the new sheriff. Um, we, we spent a lot of time talking as he was kind of, uh, in the, in the midst of running and, you know, kind of hearing, um, some of my heart about, uh, public service. And so he's kind of changed some of my roles. I used to be in crime prevention. Um, and so he took crime prevention away and hired somebody for that. So now I do research and planning. And really what that is, uh, Thomas, is we're taking a different approach to um, just how we relate to the public as, as far as budget items and things like that. And so we are, we are moving from, uh, you know, what they used to call a Sally, a same as last year budget approach is let's, let's try to get what we had last year and, and add a little. And now we've removed all that and each department submits uh, a mission and goals and, and any type of addition like a personnel or a capital improvement or things like that um, have to be tied to some type of a, uh, a, a goal um, that we can come back in a year and we can evaluate that performance of that, how that money was spent. And so it's kind of a new approach um, to, to, to what we've done in the past, just trying to clean up uh, a couple of things and maybe, uh, you know, maybe some transparency. And then the public will really get an opportunity in a bunch of really unique ways um, to see what that process looks like and see the results of that process and kind of kind of measure their tax dollar towards what kind of service they're receiving. Uh, it's, it's a really unique approach. Excellent. And so I want to, I do want to ask about the issues because I think those are important, but before we do that, um, you are a law enforcement officer. You have a law enforcement background and yes, there are a lot of conversations going on uh, around the country right now about law enforcement and how that relates to uh, different policies and things like that, especially on the national level, you're hearing it. Uh, but For sure. I just wanted to see as, from somebody who comes from a law enforcement background, if you wanted to address those conversations right now, do you think 
Uh, well, I, I guess let's start here. Do you think that those conversations are based um, in validity as far as what the questions are about law enforcement? And uh, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but do you support efforts to defund the police? Um, so you, there was a couple of questions there, so I, I'll answer your last question. If you want to clarify the first one, I'll, I'll answer it too. But um, So the efforts to defund the police are, are terrible. I mean, typically, you know, the areas that are going to be affected when, you know, most uh, when you defund the police are areas where probably need, uh, you know, police interaction the most. And when I say police interaction, I'm not talking about uh, enforcing rules. I'm talking about serving public. Um, and so you're, you, you kind of are, are uh, shooting yourself in the foot, so to speak, when you attempt to, to defund the police in the way that, you know, maybe on a national level we're hearing happen. Um, you know, there are some bills that are being presented. We're watching them pretty closely in the in this uh, Texas legislative session um, that are, are concerning. Um, you know, I, I have uh, been in talks with uh, the Sheriff's Association of Texas and Texas Municipal League about those and, and really just kind of watching those as they go through to see if there's something that we need to go down and maybe talk to our legislator about. But um, no, I, I, I don't think that's uh, going to accomplish the goals um, that that the, that type of movement is hoping to achieve, if that makes sense. So I guess the other question, let me clarify a little bit. Uh, you're hearing a lot on the national level, let's just be honest, especially from Democrats um, in Washington about basically some kind of uh, federal reform of police. Um, how does, I mean, how do you view something like that when you have politicians talking about, you know, making these big reforms on a federal level to police forces? Uh, how does that affect a community like Canyon where, uh, you know, the police force and employs, uh, many people in your community and, uh, you personally know many law enforcement officers in Canyon and as being a, both a law enforcement officer yourself and a city commissioner. Yeah, Thomas, of course I do. Um, uh, you know, I worked uh, uh, at Canyon Police Department for 15 years before I went over to the sheriff's office. I was a school resource officer and served on the emergency response team, served as a mental health count, uh, mental health peace officer there at uh, Canyon Police Department. So, yeah, I know a lot of those guys. And, of course, as you know, we just hired Steve Brush as our our, uh, our new – well, he's not really new. He's been there for a little bit now, but our, our police chief as, as – uh, as uh, Dale Davis uh, retired uh, about a year ago. And so, yeah, you know, the answer question is, um, you know, I really probably couldn't speak um, to what they want to do nationally, um, but, but I'll, I'll, I will, uh, and, and don't laugh at this term. If you've been listening to the press secretary, I'll circle back and say that uh, I think on the state level, the George Floyd act uh, or what they're trying to uh, use that term to encompass several different bills is is very dangerous to be really honest with you um one of the things that they're trying to outlaw and it's it's a it's it's just a thing and i'm so glad i get an opportunity to talk about it is outlawing chokeholds um and and uh you know that's not either at the sheriff's office or at at kenya police department it's not a a place in our use of force continuum until you get the deadly force and so what they're trying to do is say that you can't use a chokehold in, in any, for any reason, any, even if, ju you know, deadly force is justified. Well, you know, as we well know, you know, I, you know, if I'm justified to use deadly force, that, that, that doesn't necessarily mean my pistol. It could mean my hands. It could mean whatever I could grab a hold of to, to save my life and, and to remove a, a chokehold or any type of restraint around the neck in that respect is 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 very dangerous because it puts the officer in a, 
in a precarious situation where they, you know, they're having to think about, well, which, which, you know, technique can I use to actually, you know, use deadly force. And so there are very, there, there are several different things about those, uh, those types of, uh, bills that have been submitted, um, that are very troubling to law enforcement for sure. Absolutely. Well, let's get in uh, to your race this year. You, like I said, you're running for your third term. Um, so tell us about some of the accomplishments that uh, you've had in office over the past four years. Oh, yeah, I think probably my biggest accomplishment, I can say um, pretty easily from my perspective. I don't, I don't know that that would be from anybody else's perspective. But, you know, here in Canyon, um, we have a reputation of the type of person that, that serves in an elected official position. And I, and I don't fit that mold, really, to be honest with you. I, you know, I'm just a cop, um, you know, go to church. I uh, spend a lot of time with my family. I, I work out with my friends. I have a little simple podcast myself. And, you know, nothing snazzy, nothing special. Not didn't come from money or anything like that. And so I think I provide a really unique perspective to the elected body um, that comes from uh, decision making, just from a completely different area. Um, and so I think that's probably really, to be honest, my biggest accomplishment. Um, you know, my law enforcement background is we've uh, kind of taken on hiring a, a, a fire chief this year uh, and Dennis Gwynn, which was a great pickup for us. And then uh, hiring uh, Steve Brush, which has, you know, been a fantastic addition uh, to the public safety community here in the, in the greater Canyon Randall County area. Um, I, I would say that those are probably the things that, that I would brag most about is just bringing a different perspective to, you know, whether it has to do with public service or taxing or how we serve the public or how we use fees, things like that. Sure. So if you are reelected to serve another two years on the city commission in Canyon, what will be some of the top issues you'll be focusing on this term? Well, uh, growth is definitely uh, something that we've been really working on. Um, You know, we have growth inside the city and and then we have growth that's just right outside the city that's in our uh, ETJ. Our, uh, and, and so, you know, really addressing some uh, issues that, that, we, that weren't really anticipated um, under the current developmental uh, fees and, and uh, just our, our regulations and things like that. So that's, that's one thing that, that we're looking to address and kind of working through, as, as you can see, you know, with, you know, whether you're talking about Spring Canyon or Madison Park or Canyon East or, um, you know, the new area where uh, Commissioner Paul Lyons, he's got a little area that's coming up with Canyon Crest. And, um, you know, just addressing those growth and how we deal with infrastructure and public safety and, and who pays for what and who's, you know, who's going who's gonna, to, uh, you know, fit the bill for those types of things. Um, I can tell you that, uh, you know, one of the, uh, one of the things that, that, you know, we're really excited about is just our sales tax revenues continue to kind of increase, even though we're in the midst of a, you know, an era where a lot of cities are suffering. Um, you know, we're not, uh, City of Canyon really didn't feel that um, too much because our sales tax revenue. And so that kind of ties in with uh, our, our downtown master plan. Um, you know, we just started a committee that will start looking at a comprehensive plan for what we do with the downtown area. And we, you know, it's a, a unique system because we allow uh, business owners that, that work down there and then we allow the public and and a bunch of different other entities to kind of participate in what that really needs to look like as opposed to, you know, just allowing staff or, or the elected official body to, to determine what that looks like. And, um, you know, there's some other projects um, 
that I'm, I'm personally attached to that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, just, you know, hoping to accomplish a couple of those things. Sure. Well, let's talk about the, the growth issue for a second, because I know that has been a priority for you. Uh, but I don't think when you first ran for office in 2017, that you knew that there was going to be a global pandemic <laughs> that would come to the <laughs> Texas panhandle. Right. Um, right, and not. so how has the pandemic changed uh, some of the priorities for the Canyon City Commission? And what have y'all been doing differently as a result of the pandemic? Well, I mean, we've been doing a lot of things differently. Uh, you know, it really starts to highlight our relationship with Emerald Public Health and and how we are integrated with that that system. And, and uh, you know, so it, it, it presents some problems, I'll be honest with you. Um, but, um, you know, just trying to keep our first responders safe and, and then trying to do a good job of communicating with the public, um, you know, the best practices and, 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 you know, places they can go and places they can't. And, you know, this, this continual push-pull between, you know, public safety and, and liberty, you know, just continues to be brought to the forefront. And so we, you know, we just, we have those courageous conversations and we try to work through those issues and uh, not necessarily rely on what everybody else is doing, but really examine those things for ourselves. We've, we've spent a lot of time meeting together, um, whether it be through Zoom or actually having an in-person meeting, uh, you know, about these issues, um, you know, making sure that what, you know, the decisions that we make are a good reflection of what this public would have its elected body do. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Um, well, I, I do want to go uh, into that a little bit and, you know, like you said, circle back. That's something we spoke about a moment ago. Um, so the pandemic has been probably the top story for everyone uh, for the past, what, almost a year now. Um, so as someone who has a background as law enforcement and specifically with your emergency management background, um, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to ask you this. I might be wrong. You're a graduate of West Texas A&M's program on that, aren't you? Yes, sir. Okay. So yeah, you have, you have an education background in emergency management. You have a professional background in emergency management. Has that helped at all? Uh, as far as the way you viewed the response to the pandemic and keeping people in your community safe? You know, what's interesting is uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because obviously you've done your research and so does all of those other experts in that, in those fields and those, in those, uh, you know, healthcare fields, what it's done probably more honestly, uh, Thomas, is it's got me a seat at the table you know, having that title and the education. I wouldn't say that the title of education actually helped me in the decision-making, but it definitely got Randall County Sheriff's Office a seat at the table when, when, you know, major discussions are being had. And so, you know, when we, when we go through and start talking about how we plan uh, to respond to these types of emergencies, I was able to, you know, sit on the, uh, and on the, uh, uh, teams, you know, the emergency management teams that were put together from the city of Amarillo that were working with the Texas Department of Health and Safety and things like that. And so that that would be my answer. I, I think it probably got me a seat, but I'm not sure that it prepared me for this because, you know, the response was just so much, you know, more complicated than a, than a you know, multi-jurisdictional grass fire or a tornado that hit, you know, two different jurisdictions. It, it's so much more complicated than that, but I do believe it gave me a seat at the table, yeah. 
Uh, so I do want to ask you about this. Right now the Texas legislature's in session, and every time the legislature's in session, we always kind of hear about the push-pull between the cities and the legislature about local control um, and just some issues like tax reform and some things like that. Um, how do you view the local control conversation as a Canyon City Commissioner? Do you want to see the legislature prioritize local control more um, or do you think there's some things that need to be handled like tax reform on a state level oh i definitely buy off into the you know the government that's closest to the people is best um and i think you know it's really frustrating when you have austin making decisions for for us up here um i did spend some time uh down in austin last legislative session uh testifying against senate bill two um you know just you know they they're really going to hamstring small communities with that 3% cap um, when we really wanted to make decisions, you know, to, to have large capital items. Um, some of those things are actually going to happen in Randall County soon um, that you'll, you'll start seeing. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, vitriol, man. They were very hateful, very hateful to us. Um, they were more respectful that I was there and, and knew that I was working for a sheriff's office than they were, uh, you know, that I was an elected official at a city. And so there's lots of disdain um, for local government that relates to municipalities down there. And there's probably some reason for that. Um, you know, we can we can easily go through and see that some uh, elected bodies have, have been overtaxing and, and uh, you know, the, the public is not getting a good uh you know, response, or they're not, they're not gaining services. And, and I, I understand that. I, I, I see that, but I don't think you can lump us all together. And I think, um, you know, this, the, it's, it's interesting that the state legislature, um, would have as a whole would have the same response to local government and be just completely surprised that we would want local control yet do the exact same thing to the federal government. In the, in the, you know, as soon as we can, we're going to sue the federal government and tell them to get out of our business. And so then they turn around and do the same thing to, to local municipalities. Um, it does put you in an interesting spot though, um, as, uh, you know, if you consider yourself a conservative or Republican, you know, you want lower taxes. Um, but I also think that elections have consequences and, uh, you know, if, if those people need to be, voted out and that's that's the way you control those those tax increases well so for anyone listening to this who is a voter in canyon texas who might be voting in a may 1st election if they are looking at that place two commissioner's race and they're saying you know i just don't know who i'm going to vote for yet why don't you give them your elevator pitch uh, why are you the person that they need to send to city hall to work for them for another two years Oh, for sure. Um, you know, if you take, if you paid attention to politics in Canyon, um, you know, I'm always the one bringing a fight against, uh, increased taxes, especially, you know, when we start talking about effective rate and, and, uh, you know, we start, mi you know, misusing terms and try to say, no, we're keeping the tax rate the same. And I'm, I'm definitely the one that's out there saying, no, that's not true. Let's be honest. We are increasing taxes. And so, um, you know, I'm not afraid to have a tax increase, but we're going to say what it is. We're not going to. We're not going to uh, just, you know, move things around and 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 try to change terms. Um, I definitely, uh, I think Thomas is exactly right. I, I feel like I'm the most available uh, city commissioner. Uh, I get lots of phone calls. I get lots of response off of social media. 
Um, I take those concerns with me. Um, uh, I'm very responsive. I have a great relationship with the city manager and he's, he's very responsive to me when we have very quick issues that we have to deal with. Um, I've been involved in in city government for a long time and uh, I'll tell you, you know, the number one asset um, that the city of Canyon has are its employees. And there's no doubt about that. Um, When I look at, um, when we add personnel or we increase taxes, um, I'm not looking at those individually as if they, they don't interact with one another. Um, I pay attention to a chart that I receive uh, yearly that, that measures population to tax rate to growth to staff. And I will tell you, uh, anybody out there is listening, uh, you're more than welcome to get a hold of me, and I would love to sit down and show you how the city of Canyon does a better job with lower taxes and less staff than most any city in the state, and that includes anybody in the Panhandle. Um, that's where you, that's why you should vote for me. Um, I, I, I hope that we have an election. Um, you know, I think it's important that people that people run. Um, I, I think it's important that people are contested. Um, but also, you know, on the flip side of that, it does save the taxpayers about forty thousand dollars ish when we don't have an election. Um, but either way, I, I, I think, you know, the, the benefit is, you know, for the people, if we, if we don't financially, and then of course I love having, you know, new people jump in races. I, I think that is probably going to happen this time and I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, so for anyone who is listening to this, who's thinking about running for a seat, um, even for mayor or for anything on the school boards, uh, the filing deadline is sure. Friday, uh, this upcoming Friday, February, Let's see, what day is that? February 12th, uh, by the end of business day. And um, I don't think there's a filing fee to run in Canyon or for school board, uh, but I might be wrong. Nope, Um, sure is not. Okay, excellent. Well, so for anyone who wants to uh, find out more about you, where can they do that? And feel free to plug your podcast while you're at it. You bet. Um, So first of all, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, Facebook's pretty easy. Uh, Commissioner Cody Jones of Canyon. Uh, Cody Jones or my regular Facebook, you can find that. And I, I pick up on those messages for, from people that are, are not necessarily on my friends list. Um, I'll give you my cell phone. It's 806-680-7276. Call me anytime, uh, especially if you live here in Canyon. I'd love to, to visit with you or talk, talk through issues. Um, and then, uh, yeah, our podcast is uh, Keep Your Powder Dry Podcast. And that's with me and another uh, deputy up at Randall County Sheriff's Office, Colby Doak. He's our uh, the uh, leader of our crime scene uh, unit, and uh, we talk about uh, a lot of a wide variety of things. Uh, probably one of the coolest, um, as it relates to this podcast, one of the coolest uh, guests we've had is Chris Forbus, uh, the newly elected sheriff of Randall County, and it is a fan. If you're wanting to know what he thinks, um, go listen to that. You will find out real quick, and uh, he, he has a unique interesting perspective on a lot of different things and i think it's it's going to ring really well with a lot of citizens in randall county excellent well like we said election day is may 1st and uh cody jones he's seeking re-election for the place to seat on the canyon city commission cody we appreciate you being with us and uh, we will certainly have you back on very soon yes sir it was a blast call anytime all right thank you sir